Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Keeper Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Keeper Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Howdy, howdy. Welcome in. Thank you for joining me. This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and REP Suspension. Thank you for joining me and thank you for downloading this episode. We appreciate it. And uh, I always love when you guys hit me up and uh, give me some feedback. You can always do that over at Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. Feel free to rip away your questions if you have something burning inside of you that you must know about. I'm happy to help you if I can. If I do not know, I will uh, simply tell you I don't know. If you have a mechanical question, you can always go to Eddie at KieferInkTesting.com. That's E-D-D-I-E at KieferInkTesting.com. And he is very knowledgeable about the mechanic side of dirt bikes. He does a lot of our work on our test bikes as well as Aiden's bikes. So that is the doors that are open for you to uh, ask your questions. So thank you for joining me. And uh, let's let's do a little bill paying. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the one and only stop for you guys out there to do some shopping. But before you do it, Please, oh please, go to KieferInkTesting.com. Click on that Rocky Mountain banner. That's the only banner on our site. We try to keep it clean and tidy. But click on that and then just continue to live your life, do your shopping, and that gives us a slice of what you're purchasing. So thank you for the people that actually are doing that. It really does help us out and uh, keeps the show up and moving along and gives you guys the information that you guys need. So thank you for doing that. And if you guys want to purchase some FXR gear, use the code KKMX35 at FXRRacing.com. Yes, I know I need an FTA code for you guys as well. Um, Full throttle adrenaline gear is out. Well, well, it's getting pre-ordered right now. I shouldn't say it's out. But I will have a code for you guys that want to do that. That stuff is very good looking, and uh, we wore it at Loretta Lens, and it fits really well. Uh, but go to fxrracing.com, use the code KKMX35, and if you're a lady, you know the drill. Hit me with an email, show me a picture of you riding, and I will get you a code that is better than the dudes and get you uh, dressed up and good-looking on your motorcycle so you make the dudes jealous. So we have that for you ladies as well. REP suspension, we're talking about the KTM 350 today. If you want to get your KTM plusher less rigid, Go to Mark and the guys over at REP Suspension. They have a crap ton of stuff for you. And if you're a 6500 kit guy, cone valves, tracks, you want to get a linkage system, we're going to talk about that a lot here on this show today, and we're going to tell you why it works. So use the code KKREP if you want to get your stuff valved. That'll save you 100 bucks off your whole order and uh, get you and your KTM a little bit more in sync than when it's stock. So... I've ridden this KTM 350 stock, and uh, now with my little, what I call, stage one mods that I've done, and holy hell, it is a world of difference. So Mark knows what he's doing, especially on that orange side over there. So man, if you guys want to uh, trust me a little bit, go over there. You won't be disappointed. He does great work, and if you're not satisfied, he will redo it. He wants to keep you happy and wants to keep you uh, 
underneath your motorcycle or on top of your motorcycle, not underneath it, on top of it and have a good time. So uh, thanks to the guys over at REP Suspension for making me happy and getting you guys a discount code out there. Thanks to all of our 2024 sponsors, Power Motorsports. If you want a KTM and you want the best deal on a KTM, hit me up and I'll get you in contact with David Sibley over at Power Motorsports and get you the best deal. And they use Moto Shippers. That's how I get my motorcycles. When I purchase my motorcycles through Power, I go to Moto Shippers. It's easy. I don't have to go anywhere, do all the paperwork. They mail it to you. It, it, it's so easy. I don't like driving, so I'm not driving the dealership. Sounds really bad, but this seems really seamless for me, and it, it's really, really easy for me to uh, get my bike here at home to go riding. Works Connection, Kiefer 20, a lot of exciting things coming down the pipe for Works Connection, new levers, some, uh, God, I've been asking Eric for a lot of things for a lot of years, and he's he's doing it right now, so he's coming through. Kiefer 20 is the code to save over at Works Connection. Lit Pro, the new Mini S you want to measure up with your boys, just want to know where you're at. LitPro has that new M-Mini S device out, and that is Kiefer10. That is the code for that. Blood Lubricants, the code for them is Kiefer. 6D Helmets, Kiefer23. Save 100 bucks or so on a 6D ATR2. And if you want to go racing, there's some new races coming up on the International Vet Motocross Association website, oldtimers.com, whatever you guys want to do. Uh, many, many races coming up on the west side of the United States, and you can race with your buddies, longer motos. It's a great association. Uh, I've raced it before. Really well-run, tight-knitted, and it's just a tight show, and you can be back uh, in time for uh, Sunday night football because that's coming up soon. So go race. Come home, watch some football, eat some nachos. It's a good time. Dunlop Motorsports MX-14. Yes, I ran at Glen Helen. We'll talk about that here today, too. Uh, Dunlop Motorsports MX-34 new tire, so go get that. Pro Taper. Talk about Pro Taper on the show. Uh, ScreenPrintingDone.com. Of course, Decal Works, the official decals of Kiefer Ink Testing. Even though I don't have them on my bike yet, I am sorry to Ron and the guys. Uh, but it ran. I ran it naked over the weekends, and no hate comms on that. Carson over at FXR hates when I do that, but I think it looks really good. But if you want to get some graphics done up, Decal Works is the place to go. Alpine Stars, best boots out there, Tech 10. That's what is laced up with Aiden and I. Oakley, new air brakes, new colorways are out, so go check that out. And Polysport, you want some orange plastic for your rig. Yes, that will be happening. Um, there are some licensing things with plastic with KTMs, but uh, if you want to get some plastic, go to Polysport. You can do that over at Rocky Mountain. So uh, thank you for joining me. Another uh, just little, little tired today. Uh, just got back from Pulp last night, so I usually call these days uh, the Pulp Hangover Days. It's Tuesday here in the high des, and uh, I'm going to get this show knocked out and get some information out to you, then on to go test. Uh, but I really wanted to do this show because it's all about the 2024 KTM 350 SXF and the things that I have done with it. You guys have heard me on the Gypsy Tales podcast. You've heard me on the Pulp MX show. Uh, just talk about the 350 size in general and how important it is to our sport and why I feel like it should um, be a size bike for every brand to make. And uh, I'm going to give you some reasons why I wanted one for myself. I've been talking about this for a long time, about getting one for myself. I finally did that. And now... Um, I did some modifications to it. I'm going to do it step by step and uh, give you the reasons why I did the things I did and um, 
just to tell you how much fun I had. I went and raced over the weekend at Glen Helen Raceway, the Swap Motor Race Series, and Aiden and I wouldn't go race. Yes, we just came back from Loretta Lynn's, but I had some buddies that were going, and I thought, why not go race with my buddies uh, before they head to Mammoth? I will not be able to go to Mammoth because I'll be in England for the Vet MX Donations, and then I have some testing on the East Coast for another week after that. So I'm going to be gone for a couple weeks. Uh, so I decided, what the hell? Why not just jump on this thing right away and go race it? Uh, a couple uh, couple things before I start here. I don't normally hop on test bikes and just go race them. I really do appreciate the fact that Motocross Action, uh, they do do that, and I, I admire that part of uh their magazine and their media outlet because they actually do race things that, they, uh, that they're that they testing. Uh, I do all of my testing most of the time in a non-racing format. I shouldn't say all the time. Some of the times I will put some parts on my bike and to test it um, when I go racing. But for the most part, when I do race, I want to do the best um, that I can. Um, I want to try to win the race that I'm entering. But lately, I've been focusing more on Aiden, so I've been um, not caring less, but just kind of um, changing my trajectory a little bit and how I test things. So I was like, you know what? Why not just hop on this KTM 350 and uh, put my money where my mouth is, so to speak, because I was saying, hey, it's a great size bike. You guys should get one. So why the hell am I not racing one? Um, I'm a pretty self-aware guy, and I noticed that like, I need to uh, step up and go race this thing if I love it so much. So, I, you know, I, it's like, fuck it. I haven't even uh, tested my suspension or the, the ECU or anything that I've put on this bike. It was pretty much uh, slap on this stuff and go race, and that's what I did. Rode four motos. There was longer motos at Glen Helen Raceway. Um, the Swap Motor Race Series has a three-race um, three series going on before Mammoth, so... They're running longer motos, and they had uh, all the hills were running. So it was a perfect test for this motorcycle for its strengths and weaknesses. Uh, as you guys know, if you're not familiar with Glen Helen, they ran Mount St. Helen. So uh, we actually came down the shorter hill, which is called Showy Mountain, and then you made a left directly all the way up Mount St. Helen. So you had a left-hand corner right at the bottom of Mount St. Helen. So it was a really good test for the engine feel um, as you're trying to climb this this near damn vertical uh, mountain of Glen Helen, and you come straight back down. So um, what I did is I went to uh, KTM, picked it up, did the intro with RacerX. You can go check that video out um, over there on racerxonline.com. And we did a first impression of this bike, and just we walk around the whole machine and tell you what's good, what's bad, and the things that I really enjoy it. So in stock form, uh, the 2024 KTM 350 SXF, has plenty of power for you bigger dudes. If you're looking for a little less power than your 450 and you maybe want to last longer in your motos, the 350 is a perfect size for that because although it doesn't have the sheer torque number of a 450, it is very responsive and exciting feeling. So right there, you're like, oh, wow, this is fun to ride. It's not a lethargic feeling like a 2012 when it first started um, this whole thing with the 350 and the KTM brand. I was at Dirt Rider, and I was like, I was kind of excited to ride this size because it, it was something new to our industry. And then I rode it, and I remember it was that milestone, and I'm like, this fucking thing doesn't even make sense. Like, it's lethargic. It's smaller than a 450, but actually felt heavier in areas of the track. And I'm like, oh, man, it's it missed its mark. Like, this is not going to work. So it took a few years 
I would shit, maybe even more than a few years. But until around 2016, 17, I was like, ah, I could see a potential. It's coming around. And then in 2023, when they redid this engine, granted the chassis changed too, and we'll get to that in a minute, but the engine is so much more powerful down low, and it has so much more torque feeling than the older generation engines that I was like, oh, my God. I was at Redbud. I was testing the KTM 350 SXF, and I was like, why don't I ride this bike more? Well, the reason was is because I simply didn't like the engine character that it had before. You had to ride it like a 250F. So I was like, well, if I want to ride a 250F, I'll just go ride one of those, and it feels lighter, slightly more responsive, so I'd rather just go ride a YZ250F. But then 2023 came out, and you had more torque. You had more pulling power than a 250, and it revved out farther, and damn near peak horsepower was almost the same as some 450s that I've ridden. So I'm like, wow, it really changed my mind, this whole brand of bike. I wasn't on the hype until then. So it, it took me a long time to be on the hype. It wasn't just like I just bought into this thing. So um, sometimes it takes me a little while to warm up to things. Granted, I'm a little older, so I'm stuck in my ways, but I always got to revert back to, hey, I'm a, I'm a test guy. I need to open my mind. So I always do that. When I go try these these bikes that I that I test, is like I gotta remind myself, man, I'm a test guy. I gotta open my mind a little bit. This isn't about me. This is about a wide range of riders. So I always go to that spot when I go test these motorcycles. And when I was in that spot at Redbud, I was like, wow, I could picture a lot of different types of riders riding this motorcycle. So I was very impressed. And if you go back to some of these podcasts that I've done, I'm like, I'm gonna get one of these. I'm gonna get one of these. And I never did. Granted, you need money to go buy a new motorcycle, understood. And I kept riding my YZ450F because that was the tried and true bike. I knew I could hop on that thing and go race it and go fast, at least for me, and do well on that machine. 2023 Yamaha changed their motorcycle. Still good. Still liked it a lot. Raced it. That was my choice. Still is my choice as far as if I'm going to go race a motorcycle, that's what I'm going to go ride. Um but now that I have this KTM 350 in my shop and I have a little bit of work done to it, it has impressed me even more. So starting from stock, if you're going to go purchase one, what are some of the things that need to be addressed if you are going to race it? I would think if you're a bigger dude, I'm 175 pounds, I would think that you're not, the, most of the consumer for this machine is going to be over 190 so if you're 190 to 230, there is plenty of power within this stock engine. You just may need a little bit more pulling power out of the corners. Um, the cheapest thing would be like, hey, change the gearing. You could go do the Jody, go up a tooth, uh, even two. Um, you'll get a little bit more response down low, but you're not going to get the sheer torque feeling that you're going to need to get you out of corner and be competitive if you want to race. And remember, I'm focusing on the racer right now. We'll get to the, the weekend warrior guy here in a minute. But for the guy that wants to race and be a little bit competitive, the KTM needs a little bit more torque. Easiest way to do this, guys, ECU. I've preached this on the podcast many times. A Vortex ECU, you can put that thing right on there. It's reliable horsepower. It gets you way more feel underneath you than a muffler does. So even if you just left your stock muffler on, and went to an ECU, that is what I feel like is going to help you in the torque range to get you more uh, 
into third gear quicker for you bigger dudes. So that's what I feel like the 350 needs. Sure, well, we like to have 450 torque, but then adding torque and horsepower is going to make the bike feel heavier and lighter. That's not the purpose for this bike. What's awesome about this machine is it has a lot of torque character for a 350 size, but yet still feels super light. On paper, we're one pound lighter on a 350 than a 450, but it feels like 10. I've said this many times on, on RacerX online videos. It, it just feels really light and playful and fun to ride. That was the key thing. This is very fun to ride, but is it fun to race? So this is what I've experienced over the, over the week. So the things that I have done to this, and we'll just break, break it down. All I've done right away is I went to a 24-millimeter offset uh, clamp from Xtrig. Uh, Adrian over at Ride Engineering has 23.5 offset. Great split clamp over there. Adrian, uh, if you guys are looking for a little bit of a, a less expensive option that is just as good, uh, a Ride Engineering 23.5 clamp is good. <clears throat> I do a lot of Ride Engineering stuff, so I was like, let's put some X-Trigs on this. I haven't really experienced much of the X-Trig brand on the KTM, so... The X-Trig Rocks clamps have a 22-24 offset. Good flex character. I chose the 24 offset because the new chassis on the 23-24 bike is a little stiffer in nature. Here on the west coast of California, our tracks are a little bit harder packed, more edgy. So I want a little bit more stability. So that's what I did there. I wanted more dampening quality within the bike. So I went to a Pro Taper handlebar. That, to me... The Pro Taper handlebar has the most dampening quality out of all the bars made today. Besides a, a fast flex bar. If you're looking for, you're an older dude and you want some maximum flex, the flex bar is great. But a Pro Taper Evo style handlebar is really good for dampening quality and anti-vibration. You can even go to an ACF Pro Taper bar for even more anti-vibration, but you're not going to get as much flex. Kind of experienced that. Uh, in the past six months or so between the ACF and the Evo is the ACF bar is better for anti-vibration but not as great for flex slapping down off jumps, coming up short on jumps. The Evo is better. So stuck a Husqvarna stock Evo bar, cut it down to 803, and then got a ZRT throttle tube. I am not a lock-on grip guy. No hate comes to the people out there that do like a lock-on grip. I understand it. It's easy, super simple for you guys to get and just slap on and go, but I don't like the feel of a plastic or whatever that plastic tube is that ODI has. I just think it gets grainy quick. Uh, KTM throttle cables do get worn out fairly fast within 20 hours, so be on the lookout for that. If your throttle does get hard and your throttle tube is clean, that means your cables are getting worn. But Tom over at ZRT is just a small little company on the East Coast of the United States, and he makes some quality um, aluminum throttle tubes. Uh, he hit me up for many years to try it. I finally tried it, and I was like, wow, I'm sold. So um, it's a bearing-type tube, and it gives you a really, really easy pull. So I put that on there, and, of course, you have to cut a half inch off of your bars to put a bearing-type bearing throttle tube on. So... The easiest way I would tell you guys to do this is cut your bars to what you want. So uh, the Pro Taper Husqvarna stock Evo bar is an 811, which is 811 millimeters wide bar. I cut mine down to 803. And then so now you have your 803 bar. You put it on your bike. And then you got to put your 
throttle tube on, right? So then you cut your bar an extra half inch from there, and that gives you the length back when you put that tube back on. So now you're back up to 803. So that's the easiest way to do it is I cut my bars before I cut my bar from my tube. It's a little bit of a pain in the ass. I understand it. But trust me when the fact uh, when you go to ride your bike and you have an 803 bar versus an 811 bar, you will notice the difference in corners. I notice the difference in um, just how I stand on the bike and lean. I don't feel so wide in my arm area. And I could just corner better, have more front and tire feel with it between 800 to 803 millimeter length. So that's what I go with. Uh, the next step for me was obviously addressing suspension. Um, with that new chassis comes some stiffness, some rigidity. And I sent my stuff over to REP just because I believe in Mark and the guys and what they do. And they have many, many, t- so many hours testing with this brand. Mark comes from the KTM Red Bull factory team back in the day. He brought a lot of quality tuners with him uh, to his, his company. So I really believe in what they're doing over there and how they take the time to do it and how they dyno. And, and I've gone testing with Mark a few times, and I just really like the direction they go with this suspension, especially with the cone valve fork. If you guys are looking to go to 6,500 inserts, if it was up to me, I would lean you guys towards a 6,500 insert versus buying cone valves. Um, simple reason is I just get a little bit more comfort within a 6,500 insert and the valving versus a cone valve, but I went with a cone valve this time to try some of Mark's new settings that he has with the cone valve because I know you vet guys love cone valves. It's bling for you, and why not try it to see if it makes the bike better? So Mark valved me up a set of cone valve forks and a new track shock, and then also Mark makes, REP makes its own linkage system, knuckle and rods. With the knuckle and rods, you will have to change your spring rate. So if you don't have a track shock and you want to use a stock shock, no problem. There's nothing wrong with the stock shock besides it fades a little bit sooner under heat versus the tracks. But performance-wise, I think it's very, very similar. So if you're asking me, Chris, do I need a track shock if I get comb valve forks? No, you do not. You do not need it. Mark and the guys can revalve a stock shock and you get a really similar feeling from um, a stock versus tracks. But the linkage system really does improve the bike, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, next thing, of course, is I get rid of those MX-33 tires. Um, Dunlop is a sponsor of my show, but they know I'm not a huge fan of that front tire, so I go with the MX-34 front. I went with the MX-14 rear at Glen Helen. Yes, the MX-14 rear tire paddle does work on intermediate terrain very good. Where the MX-14 shines is in soft areas, right? Duh, no shit. It's really good off of starts. Duh, no shit. But what people don't understand about the MX-14 is that it's fairly good in hard pack situations. If you have a hard pack area of your of your local track, let's say there's two to three areas that, man, it's hard pack in this one straightaway or in this one corner, I will deal with that with the MX-14 because it's not that much worse in those areas than the MX-34. But when I'm in those softer areas of the track, the MX-14 is so much better than the MX-34 that the juice for me is worth the squeeze in those areas because I get so much more forward momentum and bite in those softer areas than I do with the MX-34. 
I slap the MX-34 back on sometimes just for comparison in these hard pack areas. And it's not that much better. Like, I'm still spinning. It still feels sketchy. It still feels loose. I'm not gaining that much more control with the 34 in those short little windows of the track. So I just stick with the 14 because I know I can get off the start really good. And if I'm driving up Mount St. Helens out of a corner, I want all the push up the hill I can get. And having that scoop really does help. Um, especially if you're down 100 cc's and you're racing against 450 cc's, right? So I want all of the advantage that I can get so either I can, you know, create a gap or catch back up. Um, So the Dunlops were on my bike. Um, And, of course, we talked about muffler and ECU. I went with FMF 4.1 system. In the realm of systems, I feel like FMF does KTM really well. As far as all of the bikes that are out there, each, you know, muffler company has a special um, part in each production motorcycle. I feel like if I went with Kawasaki, I like a pro circuit feel. Um, Akrapovich is on my Yamaha because I feel like it does really good for the Yamaha. But for me, an FMF, if you're on a KTM, it's hard-pressed to beat an FMF 4.1 system. So I went with that, the full system. Um, some of you guys want to say, hey, can I just put a slip-on on? Yes, you can. You will retain some bottom end um, with just a slip-on versus a full system where you'll lose a little bit more bottom end and gain mid-range. Uh, you guys are asking me, okay, is stock uh, better than the FMF 4.1? Yes, stock is better than the FMF 4.1 on low-end situations. So if you want to retain more snap, more low-end, keep the stock system on your on your bike. But if you want to maybe just sacrifice a little bit of bottom end pull and then really increase the mid to top end, the 4.1 system is really good in that. I try to gain that bottom end back with the Vortex ECU mapped by Chad at XPR. I really like what Chad does with Vortex ECU tuning on my 450. I tried him on this 350, and holy shit, changes the whole character of this motorcycle. Uh, he dynoed the stock KTM. And then he dynoed uh, my KTM with the FMF 4.1 and the Vortex ECU, and we gained five horsepower, peak horsepower. All right, and you're gaining maybe a foot pound of torque down low, so you're gaining some torque, and then you're also gaining a shit ton of pulling power and then length out of this bike. It's unbelievable. So when he told me that, I got excited. I didn't ride it yet. I was like, wow, 63 horsepower on his dyno was peak horsepower. For this KTM 350SXF. He dynoed my YZ450F before Loretta's. And it was 64.5. So peak horsepower. I'm only down 1.5 horsepower. On this KTM 350. Granted I understand that's peak horsepower. So for riders. It's not really a true number. Like we're never up there. Around the track. When you look at a, a throttle position sensor. When we do these tests. I'm rarely at 100% throttle. You're always in between 20 to 65%, sometimes 80%. But you're in that range because you're on, off, on, off. And if you ever realize, but go twist your throttle on your stand, just like you're in a riding position. And I bet you, you still got an eighth of a turn left when you twist your arm. Like sometimes you almost have to double grip to get 100% lock on that throttle. And when we're racing, I know I don't. I don't do that. I don't concentrate. Is it stopped? Is my throttle stopped? No. I just go by feels, and, and feel is 85% throttle. So 
you're never at peak horsepower, but that number is cool to look at. Like, oh shit, this engine does have potential, even though we're down 100 cc. So the Vortex is on there. It's mapped for ETS MX18 racing fuel. Some of you guys are like, why ETS? One of the reasons is it doesn't boil as easy as VP MR Pro 6. Sure, MR Pro 6 has HT, which is high temp, but you do lose a little bit of horsepower with HT versus Pro 6. It's hot right now in Southern California, the high 90s. I was like, I'm running ETS MX-18. It's good fuel. It's non-volatile. It doesn't boil, so I'm sticking with that fuel. It's not the pungent cat piss type smell that the MX-21 ETS is. I had a can of that. I had to put that some bitch out in the shed, and my shed still stinks because of that fuel, and it's been a year. So if you have ETS MX-21, don't get near your house unless you like that smell and your wife doesn't give a shit. But my wife does, and she was pissed because she smelt it in the house, so I had to like get rid of it. So the ETS MX-18 fuel is not that strong. Probably a little less stronger smelling than Pro 6. Just FYI. So that's the fuel he mapped the Vortex with. He will have mapping and does have mapping for the Vortex on a Pro 6 side, a VPT4 side, obviously MX-18 side. So there is mapping available if you go that Vortex direction with Chad on uh, the, the KTM 350SXF. So what's it like to race? Well, again, I raced four motos. Um... Almost got three hole shots. I got one hole shot, and you guys know how long Glen Helen starts are. I rode a, a Vet Pro class, and then I rode an Open Pro class. In the Vet Pro division, there was uh, 450 Pros, 250 Pros, and then in my um, Open Pro division, obviously Open Pro, and then um, a, some B B class kids. I get to race with my kids, so that was that was pretty cool. Um, but I didn't feel like I was that at I don't feel like I was that much of a disadvantage off the start, even though I'm in fourth gear by the time the first corner comes. So it actually gets off the gate really well with everything done to this bike. It's snappy, so I can get the jump. I just got to make sure my shifts are good once I'm out. And once I figured it out, and it took me almost four motos to figure out the last moto I hole-shotted, I got to get into third gear really quick. So as soon as I get into third gear, I go right across the gate, I get into third gear, let it eat for a while, and with this ECU, it, it'll eat for a long time. So you can let this son of a bitch rev out. I was halfway down the straightaway in third gear, and there was no one gaining on me, and I shifted to fourth, and I actually pulled everybody at the end of the end of the start. So there are promising moments that it is able to pull hole shots on 450, even in longer starts. If it was a short start, I would not even worry about this 350 power because it'll get out of the hole. At Loretta Lens, on my Yamaha 450, I pulled... Two hole shots. Um, Brownie pulled the hole shot in one moto, and that start is deep and short. So all he had on his bike was an ECU and a muffler and fuel, same as mine. I don't know who did his ECU, but it's capable of doing that. So I'm not worried about starts as much now that I've raced it. Now that I kind of understand it, I'm like, okay, starts isn't going to be a worry for me with what I've done to this bike. Um some disadvantages to it is obviously I have to keep it up in the RPM a little bit more, but it's not like I have to be hyperactive and work more. It's, I'm not working any harder on this 350 versus my 450. I just have to ride it in the upper ranges a little bit more, and 
your body, your riding style just kind of adapts to that when you start riding this, you know, give yourself a couple hours and you'll find yourself riding in the higher RPM range without even knowing it. Like when I went out for practice, I'm like, oh yeah, I got to downshift a second in corners. I just got to remember that it's not a YZ450, so I can't lug it in third gear. If the corner is open a little bit, sure, I can run third gear. It allows that. The power now, since I gained some with the Vortex and the muffler and the fuel, it allows me to run third gear in areas, and I still run in the stock gearing. But I just had to consciously remember, okay, I got to downshift a second. And then what's, what the beauty is about this bike is I can let second gear eat a lot longer than I can a 450 in second gear. So you don't really need to be more active versus a 450. You just got to remember okay, I need to downshift, and then I don't have to upshift for a very long time out of the corner. If you want to upshift out of the corner, it will do that. It just, if you're going through the corner, you have to be in second. So it's not like you're working more. You just have to kind of retrain your brain. If you're an older fuckwad like me, you have to retrain your brain to be like, okay, I got to downshift a second. I'm kind of used to that because I ride 250s for testing. I get on 450s, so I'm hopping around on bikes. But for you guys out there that all you do is ride 450s and you're dropping down to 350, it might take you a little bit of time to kind of remember that. So uh, put a note on your fucking bar pad. Um, Tape it on your bar pad. Just put, don't forget to shift a second. And you might look at that while you're riding and go, oh, yeah, okay. And that'll consciously remind you like, oh, I got to downshift a second. And that will help you in regard to making this bike as good as possible around the track. So once I was racing, I figured out I didn't have quite the pulling power going up Mount St. Helens like I do a 450. So it took me a couple motos to be like, okay, I got to be a little bit more aggressive in the corners, which I was able to do, and I can get on the gas sooner with this 350 versus my 450. Um, so I had to kind of train myself, okay, I can roll my corner a little bit harder and kind of drive myself out harder so I have a better drive up the hill. What I noticed at Loretta's, the short time I was behind Brownie, was I couldn't believe how early he got on the throttle in these ruts that we were in um, this year. And I'm like, fuck, man, like I can't get on the gas that soon. I feel like I'm going to pop out of the rut on this YZ450. Well, now I kind of understand it, understand it when I – raced it a week later. Granted, the ruts aren't as deep or long or as many of them at Glen Helen versus Loretta's, but I understand why I can get on the gas sooner because this bike allows you to do that. It invites you to do that. So again, it's up to you, the rider, to retrain yourself to be like, okay, I don't have to get on the gas in at the end of area two. Shit, I can get on the gas on this 350 at the beginning of area two, and it'll allow me to do that because there's so much connectivity and it doesn't drive me out as hard. You know, so in all actuality, I don't think I'm all that much slower if I was on my 450 and my 350 in the same day. I don't think my lap times would be that much slower. I think I may have been within a second I think I could probably pull myself, if I was ghost racing myself, maybe one second up the hill. But that's only because they ran the full hill. Normally on race day, they don't run that full hill. I don't think there would be any disadvantage. So if your track is flat, ruddy, doesn't have long-ass hills like Glen Helen, I feel like the 350 is more an advantage. It doesn't get you as tired. 
Granted, I told you you guys have to ride it higher in the RPMs, but it doesn't make you tired to ride it that way. Um, you get on the gas sooner. To me, at this point, it is more fun to ride, and I'm, I'm not going to use the word race because I like to be in front when I race, and I wasn't in front a lot over the weekend. I'm eating a lot of roost, but it was fun to ride. Like when I was in practice, I'm like, God dang, this thing's fun. Peppy, lively. I can rev the shit out of it. It sounds bitching with that FMF system on there. I left the insert in. Um, I like that. You can just take the insert out, cut the screen out, put the insert back in, and it it leaves you with some connectivity. Um, it's easier to roll on versus with the insert out. Um, you will get a little bit more snap with the insert out, but I like the sound with the insert in. So it's just really fun to ride, and it really opened my eyes to be like how easy this engine is for an older guy to ride. I... I talked about this on the show. I'm I'm not out of shape. I'm just burnt out and my body needs rest, right? So I'm at the stage now like I don't have time to do that. I have another month or so of heavy testing and then I can kind of back out a little bit, rest my body, hopefully get healed up so I'm I'm in shape, right? But I'm I'm not in shape because I'm so fucking tired. So it took after these motos, I wasn't blown out. And I know I've raced Glen Helen so many times in my 450. I know what I feel like after a 20-minute moto. I'm fairly winded. Like, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm breathing hard. I feel like there's that fucking campfire in your chest where you're just like, there's charcoal briquettes inside there. You're like, hey, hey. it's hot. 450. 350? It's like the fire wasn't lit all the way in my chest. Like, I, I could breathe. I wasn't as tired. It was still hot out. So there's a lot of upside to this 350 size. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to my dad's podcast. I know you guys probably don't want to listen to these commercials, but it'll save you guys some money. And not only that, it'll help me get to the races. Enjoy. ScreenPrintingDone.com My dream is the world's most powerful t-shirt. Do you want to look good, but you ain't got the money? Trying to get some t-shirts made? Yeah, Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com This is a t-shirt. You can get anything you want on that t-shirt. I'm about to show you guys how y'all can look fly. Your business name. That's my business. Your kid's name. Oh, Billy. Your favorite phrase, like, let's go, buddy. Or free jailbirds. I agree. Anything at all. ScreenPrintingDone.com T-shirt printing business. Mention Kiefer on your next order and get 10 free T-shirts. That's what I'm talking about! ScreenPrintingDone.com I know it's tough sometimes, guys. What engine oil should I run? What weight? Synthetic or non-synthetic? It's tough. But you guys, I've been running blood lubricants for about two and a half years now. I've had great results. If you guys are looking for some great oil, the Barracuda Blood Series 1040 is what we run in all of our test bikes here. Um, It's specifically formulated for the most brutal racing conditions on Earth. Look, heat, high humidity, silt, mud, whatever you got, this Barracuda Blood 1040 can handle it. 1040 is a great weight for most motocross and off-road machines, even though maybe your uh, owner's manual says run 530 or 1050. To me, 1040 is a great weight. Check it out. Barracuda Blood Series. Um, it's been through Baja 1000, the 500, Mint 400, Vegas, Torino, all of our test bikes here. 100% synthetic oil. It's great stuff. Uh, you put it in, and I run about two and a half engine hours. I take it out, and man, it still comes out pretty damn clean. So 
You can use the code Kiefer at checkout over at bloodlubricants.com. Save yourself 25% off a case of oil. They have all different kinds of stuff. They have suspension oils. They've got sprays, chain lubes, whatever it is for oil-related stuff for your off-road motorcycle. Check out bloodracing.com. Ride-engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers. Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, that'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's ride-engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts. I mean, I help him as well. But he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. So go check them out, ride-engineering.com. Use the code KT20 to save some money. You guys out there tweaking on handlebars and grips? Trust me, I do it almost daily. If you're looking for a strong bar but yet has a lot of flex, look no further than the Pro Taper Evo bar. It is my favorite bar out there on the market right now. Why? They have great bends. The bar flexes. I don't get vibration from the bar. I'm getting older. I want some flex in my bar. But yet, I want it to be strong. And Pro Taper has the strongest and the lightest bar out there that actually flexes. So go check them out, ProTaper.com. I'm currently using uh, SX Race Bend on my Yamahas. There is a brand new bend that's just coming out right now. You guys should see that. It is called Race Team Bend. And that is what we use over on Aiden's KTM and my KTM here uh, in the shop. So ProTaper.com. They have race cut grips, they have sprockets, they have chains, all different kinds of things. Go check them out, protaper.com. You guys want to go check out the new 2023 Yamaha YZs? Thinking about buying one? Or maybe a two-stroke? The new YZ 450F is narrower, more compact, and lighter. It's built to do one thing, go faster. Don't worry, the old tried-and-true 2023 YZ250F, no changes for 2023, but still the great same shootout winning 250F. And it's all over at Power Motorsports. So go check them out. Get your new Yamaha from the number one Yamaha dealership in the USA. The pros at Power Motorsports in Sublimity, Oregon. Let them know you heard it here. That's right. The one and only Kiefer Tested Podcast. Call or text 503-769-8888 and ask for the power price. I don't even care where you're at in the USA. Maine, California, Florida, Washington, just go visit them, powermotorsports.com, or hit me up, chris at kieferinktesting.com, and I'll get you in touch with the guys over there at Power and let you go rip around on your new scooter. So fun. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket, or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It is illegal and stupid. Yeah, you guys know that time punishes you if you're not on top of your game. Look, I'm a competitive guy at 45. My kid is 15, and he is right on me every time we go out to the track. But you know what? You know what takes the guesswork out of who's the king for the day, who gets to talk trash on the way home? That's right. You can measure your lap times. You can reach your full potential, and, of course, you'll never guess where you're gaining or losing time. Go to LitProLive.com. 
You can email me, chris at keferinktesting.com for a discount code on one of their GPS receivers. Getting started is super easy with LipPro. Pick a GPS receiver, download the app, and add a subscription, and then you're on your way to improve your lap times, get a better result as your, you know, than your buddy. That's right, because there's nothing better than bragging rights when you're on your way home. You throw your guy a text, who got the best of you, baby? That's right, I did. And you want to know how to do it? LipPro. Aiden and I have been on this for about a year now. Super easy to use. Look, I am not a tech-savvy guy, and LitPro is super easy for me and Aiden to navigate, and uh, I think it would be a great benefit to you guys out there. So hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com. Go to LitPro Live. You guys want to see anything related to how to keep time, how to improve your lap times, what section you want to improve on, all those things and more over on LitProLive.com. You like to go ride? Are you over the age of 30 like myself? Well, guess what? There's an association where you can go racing and you have a great time. Five motos over the complete weekend. You can go to oldtimersmx.com, but they're going to change their name to International Vet Motocross Series. You can check them out here very soon. But several races over several months all over the western United States. It's going to be a fun time. And let me tell you guys, I just went racing last week, and it is a great time. If you haven't been out racing in quite some time and you're an older gentleman or a lady, they have plenty of classes for you. There's people out there that enjoy riding and racing dirt bikes just like yourself, but hey, you got to go do it. You got to go check them out right now. Go to oldtimersmx.com. But again, we're going to change our name up to IVMX, International Vet Motocross Association. So go look for them. And if you have any questions about the series, hit me up, Chris, at keyforinktesting.com, and we'll get you out there and have some fun, get some gate drops. All right, guys, we are back. Now you guys can listen to my dad talk about the church. The church. Of 350. Here he is. The next important piece of this 350 puzzle for me was suspension. Um, with the stock stuff, air fork, it's not horrible. As you guys know, I'm not a huge fan of the air fork, but there is some comfort within the air fork. I just feel like it changes so much that I don't get, um, I, I don't know, I don't get uh, a lot of consistency with air fork. So I need a spring fork. Again, 6,500 insert from WP or cone valve. I'm on the cone valve now um, with the 24-millimeter offset. Out of all of the, the settings that I've tried from Mark initially, this is the most compliant, softest set of stuff that I have had. And for me, that is great because the chassis is rigid to begin with. The 24-millimeter offset helps my stability and and tire contact feel when I'm on the edge of my tire, which is a lot at Glen Helen. And then now I have this supple feeling fork that uh, that gives me front and tire traction when there's not a lot of traction available. Uh, in Glen Helen, you could have traction beginning. You can have no traction at the end. You can have a little bit of traction in the middle. Like it changes so quick within the span of 50 feet that you're searching a lot. And this setting gave me a lot more front and feel than an air fork setting. Uh, also, with this 24-millimeter offset, I can cut across the track and across the bumps on the edge of my tire with more consistency versus the stock clamp stock offset. Stock clamp is rigid. It's, it's 
It's a stiff nature clamp. So no matter what, I would recommend just going to a split clamp just because you'll get more comfort that way in general without even changing the offset period. So get that clamp on there. If you can get a 23.5 or 24 millimeter offset, do that. And then this fork setting Mark has out right now, we haven't even messed with it. He he built it while I was in Loretta's. I came back, hopped on it, and to ride this fork with how rough this track was, there was almost 700 entries at Swap Moto, so the downhill was fucked. And it was consistent. I felt like it was a little low, so I used a little bit more dampening feel. I never touched a clicker, but it was consistent. I knew what it was going to do, and that's all I care about, guys. As long as I know where it's good and bad, and it does that every lap, I can deal with it. It's when the thing changes on you. You ever been to a track and you race and you hit the same line 20 times during the day, but your bike doesn't do the same thing within those 20 times? It could have did 10 different things out of those 20 times. I hate that. That makes you not ride fast. If you're hitting a bump, you're like, oh, it's a little edgy, harsh right there, and it does that 20 times? Okay, I like that. I understand it. Doesn't mean it's bad. Your bike's not going to work good at 100% of the track. Hopefully it works good 80%. That is my ratio. If your bike works good at 80% of the track, you're winning. So that is what I look at in a percentage pie around the whole track. If your suspension is good 80% of the way around, you're good. It's never going to be 100% good. Just never going to do it. This stuff was... 85 to 90% good around the whole track. I just need a little bit more holdup in the fork, but I have comfort. It has good slap-down feel. Uh, I know what it's going to do. I could charge into things, and it loads really nice. has good dampening feel. I just need a little bit more of that towards the end stroke. And for me, the huge improvement between stock and my bike now with the tracks and the rear of uh, the linkage system is that I have a lot more rear wheel feel. I don't have that side-to-side um, swap or deflection that you get on the stock KTM off-throttle. You KTM owners, I don't know if you're familiar with this feeling, but when you come into a corner with braking bumps, you, you feel like your ass in, it gets a little bit high, and then it's side-to-side. It moves side-to-side really quick. I hate that feeling. Um, under-throttle on the stock bike, under-load coming out of a corner, the ass in feels low. So you're getting, for me, you're getting this teeter-totter effect, which KTM told us when they built this, how they laid the engine out and the frame and the countershaft sprocket, that we weren't going to get that. Well, we do get that. I get it. I didn't feel it a lot when I first started riding the KTM, and then I started riding it more, and I was like, wow, there's a lot of rear wheel, um, rear end hoppity hop off throttle. On the old frame, you didn't get that. So with Mark's linkage, Granted, the track shock does help a little bit with consistency and dampening feel, but the secret sauce is in the linkage. You need to get this linkage. Um, it really does help that side-to-side off-throttle feel and uh, just gives you a little bit more real-real connectivity out of corners, and it doesn't make your ass in feel so low and squatty. There's photos of me, and I looked over the weekend, and I normally am pretty... Uh, <laughs> I look at myself pretty... Uh, I don't want to say like it's like a, it's not like a stuck up thing like I'm looking at myself in photos, but I like to look at the motorcycle, what it looks like in photos when I do take these things, 
and I'm used to seeing the the KTM ass in low with me coming out. It almost makes me look like I'm a fat ass coming out of a corner, but this is just how this rear end rides. Um, it does not look like that in the photos that I saw from Swap Motos, which is really nice for me. It doesn't feel like it's low or look like it's low. looks balanced. Um, I look a little bit low on the front end off throttle, but we can change that. I never changed the clicker. I could have went stiffer. But overall, just the consistency that I'm getting with this suspension normally doesn't happen on the first shot for me when I take it to mark. So uh, kudos to – that means – They've been working with other people on some of this stuff. Um, he kind of already had a direction of where he wanted to go for me. He put that setting on, and it was it was pretty damn good. So I'm excited where I'm at, chassis-wise, most of all with the engine. I already knew the engine was going to be fun and, and awesome, but I was worried about the chassis because this new chassis, 450, 350, that I've ridden lately is just rigid. I love me a KTM. I think I ride the KTM better than the Yamaha, but when the track gets rough and baked, it's not quite as comfortable, and then I'm not quite as good. So having this newfound sensation of I got some comfort back, it really excites me to ride this bike more. I should say that. It excites me to race this bike more. Um, so over the course of four motos, I won the Vet Pro class on a 350 with a lot of hills. I split moto wins in the pro open with a kid that actually scored points in nationals a year or two ago. Um, so being 47 on a 350 at Glen Helen, underpowered a little bit for my first time hopping on the bike. I think it was a success. I th- I think it uh, fed my ego enough to where I like I want to do this more. I want to race it more. I had a good time. It was cool to see a different color uh, when I'm looking down at my front fender when I'm racing. I think a lot of people there were excited about it. There was a lot of questions toward the, towards the 350. I think the 350s um a popular machine. Um you get a lot of people that say they love it and then you have a few that are like, yeah, I'm never going to get a 350. I need a 450. But I think if you rode my motorcycle, my 350, it would change your mind if you're a 450 guy. I have a buddy Greg who's retired 60 years old. I'm always going to be on a 450. I need to lug it. I I'm going to let him ride it and see if he's going to be, you know, joined in the church. There's a lot of us out there that believe, and uh, that's what you have to do. You have to have faith, right, when you have a religion. So in our religion, I have faith in this 350. It worked really good at Glen Helen. I had fun. I got decent starts. I was in the mix. I I did not win because of my bike. I didn't win because I'm tired. So for me, I, I love it. I wasn't having an excuse when I came back to say, well, I didn't have enough power. Never came across my my lips. Never came out. I had enough power. The bike ran great. Um, I would like a little a bit less, still would like a little bit less vibration. Um, one thing I do notice, and maybe some of you guys that had Japanese bikes and you switched over to KTMs, I'm a little bit more sore the day after a race on a KTM than I am on my Yamaha. And the only thing I could come up with is it's a little bit stiffer nature, and I got a little bit more vibration through my handlebars uh, versus a Japanese machine. Uh, Monday morning, I woke up. I'm like, ooh, shoulders are sore, which normally they're not. And I have grapes, what I call grapes blisters, uh, on my thumb. I have a Yama thumb. I never get that. So, um, so yeah, so I just think, for me, it's a little bit stiffer nature of a chassis. 
and it vibrates a little bit more so my muscles aren't used to that in race mode. And uh, just something that I noticed when I put longer test days in on a KTM, I'm sore. Um, but if all you do is ride a KTM, you get used to the vibration feel. Uh, I remember I was riding one last year for a good three weeks. And after about the second day, I didn't really notice the vibration. Then I went back onto a Japanese bike. I'm like, ooh, yeah, that's no vibration on this. Um, but for me, just something I noticed, maybe you do. You can hit me up on my email if you do get a little bit more sore on the KTM. Uh, one thing about the ZRT throttle that I thought was pretty cool, I asked him to mill the throttle tube down a little bit to so make it a little bit smaller. So he shaved the knurling off of the aluminum throttle body, um, aluminum throttle tube, and it just had a nice smaller feel to it. I run Renthal full waffle soft grips, so and then I cut the ribs off the top. So if you're looking for a little in-between medium half waffle and then full waffle, uh, I do the old Eli Tomac, and then I shave the four bars down on top. And, man, it really gives you a nice dampening, a little bit bigger of a feel. So with that grip, along with the milled down tube, ah, I'm not going to go after dark on you, but it's it's similar to a G-spot. I'm just saying. that's I'm going to throw it out there. If you have kids in the car, I'm sorry. But that's what it feels like to me. Just that nice spot you just want to live in, right? So uh, thanks, Tom, for milling that thing down. It's, it's, a, it's a nice feel in my hand. And I look for those kind of things. I'm old. Like you said, you get stuck in your ways, and you like a certain feel, and that's the feel I was looking for, and he did it. So I'm fairly sure Tom can do that for you. It might be a little bit extra cost, but that custom type of uh, of uh, a feel is available if you get a aluminum throttle tube. So I know it's just a throttle tube, but, man, it's nice to have that buttery smooth pull. Some guys, when they feel my throttle, are like, dude, that's, that's way too light. There's no way I could ride that. I get whiskey throttle. But for me, I'm like, nah, that's nice. I'm not going to get arm pump. It's just going to be a nice, easy pull the whole race, and I'll, and I'll be stoked. Um, so, yeah, that's my stage one build. Those are my thoughts on my 350. I'm excited to keep racing it. And um, I got to go test for a couple weeks, so I'm planning on – Racing this thing maybe at the Arizona Open when I take Aiden. I think that'll be a fun race to do on this bike. Not a lot of hills over there. So um, continue to do some local racing. And then we're going to evolve this thing. I want to get in the engine a little bit. Chad at XPR was kind of bummed because he's like, man, this is just a boring. We just did a vortex and some mapping. He's like, let's get in the engine. I'm like, nah, nah. I don't want to get in the engine yet. I want to uh, do this step by step. And uh, now that I raced it, I'm like, Eh, could use a little bit more now, a little bit more torque. So I think next stop is a little bit of head work and a high-compression piston. And let's see where this thing takes us after that. I'm excited to, to really feel that. I think that will be a, a blast. And I'll be testing some more parts on this thing as well. I'm going to do some more muffler testing with other brands. Um, a lot of you guys are interested in uh, Kropovich stuff. Normally, a Kropovich smooths out the low end too much for me. That's why I love it on the 450s because it smooths out the low end and really gives you some rideability. But on the 350, I want I want more, right? So I want more low end. I want more pulling power. So I don't know if a Kropovich is the right way for me to go, but we'll try it. We're going to try it. We'll try some Pro Circuit. Uh, we'll do a different things. I know Pro Circuit has been on a lot of KTMs lately. They're pushing that, so let, we'll try that. 
and uh, and see how that works. But uh, we're going to evolve it, put some decal works graphics on it, make it look a little prettier than what it is. But I thought it looked really good naked, and uh, put a seat cover on this thing, and then uh, yeah, evolve it. We're going to evolve the suspension. I'll I'll break down further what's involved in Mark's stuff. I know we could dive into the fork and kind of tell you what. Um, he's doing and i really want to do a podcast with mark that's something that's on my list right here in front of me on my desk is uh pick his brain a little bit about wp and some of the i feel like the pitfalls with wp a lot of people uh don't understand the brand and they think it's not as good as a a show or a kyb and in some instances it, it isn't but in a lot of places i've ran wp stuff on japanese bikes and it's really good so I want to talk to Mark. I'm going to do a podcast about suspension, uh, the breakdown of it, um, and his theories of some of these things he, uh, he does because, man, this guy is a thinker. You talk to Mark, you look at his, his eye, you look inside of his eyes, and it's like you can see the wheels turning inside of his brain. Sometimes I'll be talking to him. I'll be like, uh, hello? He's thinking. He's thinking, man. So uh, I like that type of guy. He always wants to evolve and be better. And uh, I want to do a pod with him about suspension because, trust me, we all could use more knowledge about suspension, including myself. So um, that wraps up this show. Thank you for joining me on my 350 journey. Uh, Greetings, everybody that's new to the church. Um, Church of 350 t-shirts are available. There's still some out there. Go to my shop on KieferIncTesting.com. If you don't see it, Heather at KieferIncTesting.com. Join the church. Get a shirt. Actually helps us out a little bit. You know, gets our brand out there more, you know, wearing the shirt as well as gives us a little bit of pocket change and uh, keeps these things uh, up and moving and having fun. So uh, and don't forget, please, if you can support my advertisers, please do that. Bunch of great people, products that I use myself. Again, you guys know the deal. I don't support or take money from advertisers that I would not use myself. That's how we uh, stay on the up and up over here over on my show. And as always. My door is cracked. It's cracked open for you guys to peek in. Hello? Hello? Chris? Yep, I'm right here. Chris at KieferIncTesting.com is that peak. You can get some help if you need it. I'm happy to help you guys out. I love the people, and uh, I don't care what Travis Preston says about me. I I do like hanging out with people, or Steve, for that matter. Uh, I do like helping people as much as I can. And, of course, if you guys ride dirt bikes and need help, that's near and dear to my heart, so I'm here to serve. And uh, I'm sure I'll see you guys at the track. If you do, stop by the van, say what's up. Got a question about your bike or anything else? Um, we're right there. I might be a little bit, I don't know, a little bit of ways out. But I'm there. Come by. Say hi. Don't be shy. We're there to help you and have a good time. And hopefully you guys have a good time on your 350. If you guys have photos or a builds of your 350, hit me up. Let me know how it looks or send me some pictures. I'd love to see all the builds out there. And uh, we're going to be doing one over on racerxonline.com garage build with that that's going to be fun and once this thing's all done and evolved break it all down piece by piece dive into the suspension things that you need and don't need oh you know what i wanted to cover real quick i forgot i wrote it down right here and i didn't even talk about it uh 450 versus 350 is the 350 my bike a choice now i'm going to get this question right I want to be honest with you. No, it's not my, if I'm just like, okay, I'm all in. What do I want? One bike. That's it. No, I'm still going to go with YZ450. That is my, I still feel like I can ride that the fastest. I have a good amount of fun on it. But getting closer to that, 
and I'm getting older, is the KTM 350. I used to say KTM 450 was my second favorite. I'm going to remove that and go 350. So the YZ 450, I can be lazier. I feel like I can ride a little bit smoother, but I don't have quite as much fun on it as I do the 350. But I'm telling you right now, this 350, the more time I spend on it, it's quickly becoming my favorite bike to ride and race. Um, a lot of you guys, well, Kiefer, I know you ride the YZ450F a lot. Is that is the KTM going to replace that for you? Not yet. Still love me some YZ450F when I go race. Um, but I will tell you this. Now that I've raced this KTM at Glen Helen, I fucked up. I probably should have had this ready to go and ready to rock at Loretta Lens. Granted, the result probably would have been the same. But I would have had a hell of a lot more fun. And I think I could have been closer if I wasn't tired doesn't matter because I would have been tired anyway. But that is the bike. If you guys are going Loretta Lens next year in 2024, do yourself a favor, man. KTM 350, that shit. Because it's rough. It's deep. The track is not fast. You're going to save yourself some energy. You're going to be a little bit faster on a KTM 350. I tell my buddies that I race with on Sunday, David and Eddie, I think you're going to be better on a KTM 350, 350 honestly. Um, my buddies got tired at the end of the moto. It's rough. Uh, they could have lasted another two laps, I think, on a 350, and that's the same for me. I felt like I didn't get as tired as well. So um, don't overlook this size bike. And you other manufacturers out there, if you're listening, which I know you guys are out there listening, it's not going to take away sales from your 450. It's not going to take sales away from your 250. You're going to add sales to your whole lineup. Trust me. The 450 guys are still going to get a 450. The 350 guys are going to go that way. I don't know, man. I think there's room for everything. Ask KTM. They seem to be doing it just fine, and it's working out. Hell, Husqvarna and Gas Gas, same thing. Like, Let's hope other brands jump on this thing and, and move this thing along because it's going to be awesome if we have more than just three 350-type motorcycles out there. In essence, one brand because they're all the same, but different color of 350 would be nice. Specifically, not an Austrian brand. <laughs> that would be nice. All right, we'll see you next week. Uh, we're off to God. We're off to Vet MXDN. I'm gonna try to get a show in before I leave. Uh, we're, me and Steve are gonna be doing shows from there. So if you are in UK, look forward to seeing you at Fox Hills. We're gonna be there for a few days, and uh, we can just bullshit, hang out by the beer tent, and talk dirt bikes. Love it. See you guys there. See you next week. Be good to each other. See ya.